Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. to 14 victory over Villanova leaves the Knights 3-0 heading into Big 12 play. Hello everybody welcome back to Charge On as always. I'm your host Sean Green. Before we get started as always a quick word from our sponsors Bet Online. Football is back and Bet Online is your number one information source for all your sports wagering info with all the up to the minute stats, news, scores and matchup breakdowns. Get the latest game odds, spreads, and totals from the NFL and college football at your fingertips with BetOnline's real-time updates on stats, news, and odds. From week one all the way to the college football playoff and Super Bowl, BetOnline gives you access to the best football promotions and contests available anywhere online. Head to the website today or use the mobile device to get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Again, I want to give a shout out, first of all, uh, to Night Nation. Uh, went to the game tonight with Robert Husby as, you know, first of all, welcome to Charge On. Um, I am doing this by myself tonight. Um, I think I'm posting this tomorrow, so you, you guys should probably get this Sunday. I know it's NFL football, but I have a feeling most people on Monday are going to be so focused on Kansas State they're not necessarily going to care about Villanova in this game but I still think we learned a lot from this game there's a lot to take away from it and we're going to go through a couple things that I found very interesting and um, obviously talk about Timmy McLean but I first want to shout out Night Nation again another sellout um, against an FCS team I mean you know a couple years ago obviously when the Knights were on their you know their run to the top of college football you know we had those couple years where was undefeated they were still very good but they weren't ranked and there were some times where the bounce house when you're playing a lesser opponent like that the bounce house would not be full it would be you know 75 percent or something to that effect so to see the bounce house completely packed tonight again for a game like a like against a villanova it just it brings so much joy to know where the program is and to see what it's going to be like against Baylor in a couple of weeks. Um, I'm so excited to be going to that game. And I know a lot of you are going to be going to that game. It's going to be crazy. I mean, the the atmosphere against Baylor is going to be one that I'll probably remember forever. Um, I have something stuck in my eye. If I keep going at it, that's what it is. Late night. It's been a long day. Um, Start tailgating at three, which for some of you, that's a little later. Um, Start tailgating at three. Got into the game and left. I watched both both risk uh, risk drives. Dylan Risk. um, And I think there was a lot to like from him. But let's get into what you guys want to hear. Enough babbling on. Um, What a game. I mean... UCF wins 48 to 14 against Villanova made Villanova look like you're supposed to make an FCS team look. Um, I think the defense, I mean, again, this is not going to be a long episode because there's not a lot of negatives. We're going to talk all the positives. 
But this is exactly what you want to see from a tune-up game uh, before you go face Kansas State, who, you know, I wanted Kansas State to win a lot today. Number one, I wanted them to be undefeated uh, going into playing us. First of all, higher higher ranking for them and um, would make it more of a better win for UCF. But also, I didn't want them kind of having a, a, a wanting to get a get-back game, right? Lose to... Uh, you know, a, a solid Missouri team today, and they're going to want to make up for that loss next week, especially it's your first conference opponent. Kansas State's going to be ready to play. And we'll, we'll listen, we're going to have a very long episode this week on Kansas State and getting you guys all the information you need to know. But Villanova came, coming into this game, I was very impressed, impressed with Villanova. Connor Watkins seemed like he had the ability to kind of give UCF fits in certain areas. Um, I thought their rushing attack was pretty solid I thought listen this is going to be a good game after last week how UCF kind of didn't really stop the run like we wanted I thought listen this is going to be a good kind of get back game against some solid backs uh to to try and see what they could do against the run this defense from start to finish dominated um I don't really count the 14 points in the fourth quarter it was 48 to nothing heading into the fourth you know you don't love to give up the 14 points at the end but at the end of the day it was you know the game was over backups were in they left their starters in, and I am really pleased with the defense. I get it, and listen, you can always take these first three games with a grain of salt. At the end of the day, you played a Kent State team, who I didn't see if they, they won today. Um, you played a Kent State team. You played a Boise State team, who won today um, in big fashion, uh, who I think is still a solid team, for, and probably will, again, win the Mountain West. And that was a solid game. Then you play a FCS Villanova, who they were 2-0 coming in, but again played really nobody. And they you basically showed them who they would be if they played, you know, the schedule that we have or the team like we are. So you could take things away. And I think, again, we kind of looked at Villanova's offensive line and said, uh, I don't know if they're very good um our d-line if if they're as good as they say they are they're going to really be able to give villanova fits and i think from the jump uh you could just tell there was a mismatch uh pressure on watkins basically 24 7 um if i have the stats right now i want to see uh villanova only ran 53 total plays uh they were one for 12 on third down they only had 10 first downs and they only had 228 yards of total offense. I don't know how much better you can get, to be completely honest with you. Um, Sack-wise, I definitely want to see more. They only had two sacks. Granted, again, some of the sacks aren't always captured. Like, if you don't bring the quarterback down, a sack isn't captured. But I think a lot of the times tonight... They were just causing pressure on Watkins, and it really kind of affected him in a lot of the throws he was making. Now, if you look at the stats from last year, and we talked about it, Connor Watkins threw 16 touchdowns and 11 interceptions. And you're like, listen, not that great with the football. He started off to a good start this season, but last year was kind of iffy. If you look at the stats, he had, like, out of the 11 interceptions, he only had eight, or he had eight in the first four games. So that means in... The rest of the season, the last eight games, he only threw three picks. So he takes care of the football um, for the most part, and he's really shown a lot to be to the beginning of this season. But only completed nine passes, only had one yard passing uh, heading into halftime. 
Like the boys on defense played phenomenal, phenomenal tonight. Uh, kept them to only 84 rush yards. And they ran the ball 30 times. They were they knew they had to run the ball to have any chance. And uh, 30 30 attempts for 84 yards. I mean, again, credit to the defense played outstanding tonight. Um, let me give you some defensive stats because again, I think there's not even going to be a night up, night down. Um, I have some problems that we're going to talk about tonight. But Jason Johnson. Leads tacklers along with Josh Seliscar. Both had six tonight. Um, Traymond Morris Brash had a sack and he had four tackles. John Walker really showed up at the end of the game. Uh, four tackles, two tackles for loss. Um, well, we were kind of leaving the stadium when he was really doing a lot of his work. But all we could hear is John Walker, John Walker. And we're like, oh, John Walker's going off. Uh, shout out to Kai Martinez. Almost took one uh, took one to the house there on a beautiful interception. Read it perfectly. Uh, you could really see it from a mile away. The quarterback, the play, you could see what they were trying to do. And Kai really read it perfectly. Shout out to the corners. Didn't give anything deep. Really played the ball really well. And again, the defensive line played outstanding. Um, everybody played a big time role. Ricky Barber didn't go tonight. Uh, I think I, I heard he was a little banged up. Again, hopefully that's simply straight up just you know saving him this week. Maybe a little banged up and you know pushing him to the Kansas State game. That's kind of what we want to um, see next week and make sure he's healthy. Um, but yeah, what a game by the defense. Not enough good things I can say. I love how they change it up. They don't blitz every time, which again was kind of my thing last year a lot of times is you just blitz 24 7 and you're going to give up certain plays and i think three games in this defense is going to cause people fits specifically the defensive line and if the defensive line get the pressure that they did tonight you're going to win a lot of football games i don't care how the offense plays defense is going to win you these these football games um so yeah we'll go into Offense, Timmy McLean, obviously. Uh, 20 for 28, 321, two touchdowns, 71% completions. Listen, so if <laughs> I think everybody can, if we look at Timmy McLean's game and we look at kind of that first quarter and a half, you could tell there was jitters, right? Like you could tell he was, he hadn't played football in two years, uh, you know, he, he, he's been sitting. You could tell there was a little bit of a learning curve of trying to figure out, you know, what to do in certain situations. And I, I felt like he was kind of throwing balls. I understand he was trying to lead certain receivers, but I think he led them too much. Like he was throwing balls a little too right or too left of receivers. Um, the one deep throw, I think it was to Kobe Hudson. He threw it a little short. Kobe had to come back for it. Kind of midway through the second quarter, you could just tell there was a little bit more of a confidence. And, you know, when I was talking to people uh, about the game and they were asking me, you know, what do you think about Timmy? I said, I'm cautiously optimistic because I think he showed me enough. Here's the thing. He didn't wow me. He didn't. You know, I think the best throw of the night that he had was the touchdown throw to Javon Baker back left at the end zone. I think that was a beautiful throw through right on the dime. Exactly what you want to see. But he didn't wow me in terms of the overall game. Like I would have liked to see some better throws. But I think, again, that kind of 
second quarter, halfway through the second quarter and on, he played a solid, solid all-around game. Where Again, he didn't do enough to where I'm like, you know, he's doing enough for me where I am extremely confident about going into Kansas State with a dub, right? He didn't do enough for me there. He did enough for me, but he also didn't do something where I'm like, I think we're just we're 100% going to lose Kansas State. I'm kind of in the middle. I know that guy. It took a lot for me to get there late night. I think I'm right in the middle where I could see us going into Kansas State and winning. I could also see us having a, a, a really bad game and, and not doing much on offense. Because again, some of my problems with the offense, and we'll go into it a little bit, but I want to end with the Timmy stuff. Listen, at the end of the day, he set his own career record passing. Threw for, I think, 321 tonight, if I'm not mistaken. 321 yards, two touchdowns. In his career, he's never thrown for 300 yards. His highest was 289 against Houston in a 54-42 loss, which he did. He went 22-46. of 46, Two touchdowns, two picks in that game. So, in one game starting at UCF, man goes over 300 yards. And I get I understand you don't need to be in my comments saying, Sean, it's against Villanova. I know, right? That's why I'm cautiously optimistic. I'm cautiously optimistic about next week. Kansas State, again, hungry dog runs faster. I've heard that saying for years. Kansas State is going to be hungry next week for a win. Under the lights, in their home stadium, against their first Big 12 opponent, an opponent that's brand new to the league, you're the Big 12 champs from last year. A lot is going against UCF. UCF has a new quarterback that is not John Rice Plumley. There's a lot going against UCF. But I think with how the defense played and how Timmy kind of navigated the game after that kind of first quarter was a little bit of a slump, I think he could do it. I think Timmy knows what he's supposed to do. Very shifty when he's running the football. He's not John Rice Plumley when he runs the football, but he's what... I think UCF kind of needs in those situations. If a play breaks down, get out of the pocket. I will say I really did like Timmy in certain situations where he stood in the pocket. He looked for people. He wasn't like, oh, I need to get out and run. No, he was very focused on receivers down the field. And if he felt someone coming up, tries to get out of the pocket. Now that also he scares me with ball protection. Sometimes he goes out there with the one arm, the one hand. And again, he needs to put two hands on the football because if he wants to, sp- he like tried to spin out of that one sack and guess what? Fumbled. Luckily, he was able to get it. But again, against a good team, you might not be able to get it. So overall, I'd give Timmy McLean's performance a B plus. I don't. I think he did really good in that back end of the game. Managed the game well. But again, I think we need to see more. And we'll, we're going to see more next week. We're, we're going to see what Tim McLean is made of against a solid Kansas State team. I watched most of that game today. And again, I think it's actually very similar to how I was kind of looking at Boise, where you're going to be able to throw on them. I mean, offensively, I think UCF is going to be able to score points and really move the ball down the field. The question is, is the defense going to be able to stop Will Howard and the RPO? Because... They don't throw the ball deep a lot. It's a lot of, again, a lot of plays up front, a lot of 10 to 15-yard plays. And give Will Howard and Kansas State credit. They're, they're really effective in what they do. I know I keep talking about Kansas State. I'm 
I'm sure this is what you're thinking the same thing I'm thinking. We are we are not really focusing on the Villanova um, game at all, but I think it's important uh, to to discuss offensively. Again, didn't blow my socks off tonight, but again, I didn't expect it. I didn't want a lot of deep throws, especially I don't want you to get Timmy's deep throws on a lot of tape uh, before next week. So I liked what they did. Again, 600 yards of total offense. That's three straight games. You've gone over 500 yards, uh, 349 pass yards. Yet Dylan Risk in there going four for five for 28 yards. Uh, I like what I saw out of him. 251 rush yards. I'm going to be honest, guys. The rushing still, I know we're probably still one of the number one teams in the nation when it comes to rushing the football. There's a lot to be desired with the running. I don't know if it is, I think it is the offensive line. I don't know if they're creating the holes that they're usually creating over the last couple years. For RJ Harvey to have 85 yards is impressive because it didn't feel like he had 85 yards. 14 attempts, 85 yards. Johnny Richardson, uh, 10 carries for 51. Timmy had 44 yards rushing two. Jordan McDonald had 12 carries for 40 yards. So those were kind of your guys. And uh, Jordan McDonald, two tutties. I think he, again, we all knew he's kind of in the, that that role as Isaiah Bowser last year. And I think he's making the most of it. But again, the, the blocking up front, I think, needs to improve significantly. You're about to play a lot better defensive lines. And I don't know if they're creating holes for the backs that I would like to see where you just cut a hole and you're gone like Johnny there's not many holes this season that Johnny is there's a wide open hole and he's gone so but again most of our penalties on offense are from the offensive line too uh, which that needs to get cleaned up I think the big negative from tonight was the penalties Uh, seven penalties for 43 yards just undisciplined I mean you had the one touchdown called back from the block in the back yeah, the next one that was called back for block in the back. A lot of special team penalties, uh, which needs to get cleaned up. Uh, like simple special special team penalties. But all in all, a solid game. And that's kind of the thing. Like UCF did what they were supposed to do, right? You went in, you beat the team you were supposed to beat by a large margin. Now you're going into a big question mark game. Big 12 champs at home. Like, that's that's it. Like, I, there's not much else to say. And we can't, like, I could drag this episode out all I want. But at the end of the day, it was a solid UCF win. They did everything they were supposed to do. Timmy looked good. The offense looked good. The defense looked great. And we will come back and talk to you guys about Kansas State later on the week and see what's going to happen i mean ultimately this is where the real season starts ucf is three and oh for the first time under gus malzahn which is great uh, to start three and oh like i said you start three and oh anything else is ahead of you anything you need to win three more games for a bowl game three more games for a bowl game and then hey after that let's see what happens mess around and, and might find yourself better than a bowl game so it should be really interesting. I'm proud of the guys and what they did. Um, and I'm proud of the coaching staff. Guys, drop down in the comments below what you thought of Timmy. Uh, again, I, I really liked what he did, but I also thought, you know, I, he didn't blow my socks off. But again, at the end of the day, he threw for over 300 yards. Um, and he looked accurate. 
when he was supposed to. All right, guys. I appreciate the support as always. I'm sorry. I know I know you guys probably want a longer episode, but hey, I'm giving you your NFL football on this Sunday. Not too much. Uh, you see, I'm trying to see if I'm missing anything. Oh, yeah, no. I'm, I've got one more thing to talk about. Kobe Hudson. Kobe Hudson is starting to really figure it out. I think Kobe Hudson, like, I know Javon Baker, and I don't know if uh, Javon is hurt. I heard something on the radio. I missed if they said Javon, or, or but I know um, Timmy McLean was talking about after. Hopefully, Javon Baker is not injured, and I don't want to scare you guys if he is. It was either Jared or Javon. Um, but hopefully we'll get some clarification on that. Oh, and Bula didn't start at left guard tonight. It was Adrian Medley. So a change there. I don't know if Bula's injured. I think hopefully I'll probably go and watch that Gus press conference after I record this to kind of get clarification on that. Um, hopefully we're pretty much all healthy going into Kansas State next week. But Kobe Hudson is really figuring it out. Six receptions, 147 yards on nine targets. I love that. Uh, I think he's really figuring it out. And, I mean, if he kind of keeps up this streak, he might be uh, closing in on a big, big year. Um, But excited to see where he goes and kind of his game next week especially. All right, guys. That's going to do it for this week's episode of Charge On. Again, a short one, uh, shortest of the new year. (laughs) But, uh, again, I hope you enjoy your Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, whenever you're watching this. We'll be back to you on Thursday, uh, breaking down everything there is to know about Kansas State and talking about the Big 12 as a whole and kind of what UCF has to do to win this game uh, in a hostile, hostile environment. All right. Thank you, guys. As always, for tuning in to Charge On, please like, comment, share, subscribe. Do all that you do. We really greatly appreciate it. Knights win 48-14. to 14. This has been Charge On presented by Bet Online. We will see you next week. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.